we were going. I don't know. <laughs> I, I what is that song? It's like do 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 it's like a horn section. Um, Brandon, sir, you and I need to be um, accountability partners. Is that what it is called? Accountability. Is this is this where you're going to give me a hard time at the band? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We need to be accountability. What do you call it? Advocates, accountability, something. Monitors? Are we responsible for something? We, if we want to, to make this band happen. This is what you're going to give me a hard time about. God damn it. Not just, just, not just, no, no. Like we need to, we need to, um, we need to make sure that Uh we keep the fire stoked. Not like, not like light a fire, like, light the, the bonfire kind of thing, but just make sure the interest is still there. Like keep poking at it and like tend tend to the charcoals and like let it let it simmer. Uh because you did you you made the the most important step. You put together a fucking playlist. Yeah, but I've also been probably the laziest when it comes to actually following through because I still haven't touched an instrument since I put together a playlist. That's true. Like I am, I'm equally the most responsible and the least responsible. <laughs> well, you also have to decide which instrument you're gonna you're gonna go for. Uh, well, that's a whole other thing because like this this has now gone so far. Wait, hang on. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, <laughs> hang on. Wait, hang on. Wait, hang on. All right. Now, first off, there we go. <laughs> one. Now we can officially start. Two, <laughs> I'm not going to anger the boss this time. Welcome one and all to the fucking Duocast, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, when I say Hard Knock Media, I mean NOC as a nerds of color. Now, I'm talking about Jamie Noguchi. I am not talking about me. I'm talking about the rest of the representatives of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network, where you can find all sorts of quality programming that is definitely not us. Welcome <laughs> to the fucking dregs, baby. We are the Whoa! bottom of the barrel. We are the thickest Kool-Aid at the bottom of the container. We are the shit that sits at the bottom of a bowl of ramen that you decide how bad do I want this? Because it's got all the spices and all of the little bits and bobs and all the gristle and all the little pieces of egg and whatnot that you miss. And you got a life choice. Do you leave that be? Because you're like, I'm a responsible adult and I don't need to pick a giant bowl up and no. bring it to my mouth. No, because you put let it me in. be clear. You put it in. You put no it in. one <laughs> is going and digging that spoon in 14 times. If you're doing that, you're on a date and you're fat <laughs> and you don't want to just admit you're fat to a date. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you want to establish a quality relationship. You show your hopefully soon to be significant other that you are here to play and the clean plate <laughs> club fucking matters. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you. I am bringing that bowl up to my mouth and I am killing it. Blam. Just right. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or if you're at home, you crack open another egg and mix it in there and like cook it up and get it extra spicy, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what we are. (laughs) We're the extra spice packet that didn't quite dissolve when you were like boiling around. (laughs) We, we are the chili crisp atop this. We, we make it spicy yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. We're we're not fly by fly by Jing. 
Uh, right? Yes. Yeah yeah. 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 We're not fly by Jing. We're the we're the old Chinese grandma sauce. Which I don't I, remember. I, I, I need you to take a photo of that stuff because I I'm a new adopter to the fly by Jing. I yeah. literally just went and got it. Yeah. It, okay. I had to go to an organic grocery store to go uh, pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. And like, how, how much was it? Uh, 15. Oh, it's honestly about the same price as it was online. Oh, uh, the Chinese grandma version is not that much. <laughs> I assume it's like four bucks. Right. It's, but yeah, like, this is the thing, James is like, I I am willing to pay a company with great marketing who has a new product to me that is put oh, yeah. together and is well rated oh, where yeah. I can go, okay, I can find the alternate, like the alternate version. But for right now, <laughs> I don't believe I have a Asian grocer, uh, grocer anywhere near me, or at least if I do, I am completely oblivious to it. No fucking surprise. Yeah. And would need someone to kind of direct me because I assume that what you're talking about isn't the sort of thing that I can just go to my local, you know, save a lot or something and no. just go pick up. Yeah, we, so, have, we have to go to a specialty store to get right, it. Right, and that's, and that's where the Jing stuff happened is I saw the ad. It looked tasty. I was like, man, I want to try this. And they had a store locator. And because I live near Towson, I am in the crunchy part of Baltimore County. So I have the ability to hit organic grocery stores. Now, I went and grabbed whatever their version of their ramen was. It it seems like a much nicer version than like the traditional top ramen. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure the flyby Jing stuff is is really good. Like I've seen that. Not their ramen, just just the like. The oh, organic oh, grocers oh. like, oh, yeah, 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 Sapporo original flavor or something, whatever it is. And it's like, it, yeah. no, it was it was plenty tasty. Like, don't get me wrong. And I and I hit the, the chili crisp and everything. Here's my my issue. I go to this fancy fuck grocery store where everything is stupid expensive. Ah. There's the ramen still only a dollar six a package. Yes. Like <laughs> I got no yes. complaints. I, yeah, dude, I bought. Six packets of ramen at a dollar yeah. six a piece yeah. and fifteen dollar hot sauce. Wow. Like I uh, <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing. Everyone there who I was in line with, and they were very understaffed when it came to cashiers. So I had a chance to stand in line and watch a lot of people get wrung out. Not one person other than myself had one of those reusable grocery bags. More so, they, the grocery store, Sprouts, only had plastic grocery bags to give people and were suggesting and most of the time doing double bagging. The fuck? Right. And I'm a little confused because it, it seems odd to me the lay non-organic grocery regularly shopping person. Yeah. That you would go to said organic grocery store where you would want to get the, you know, farm fresh, non-GMO, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, And then put it into a double-walled, non-recyclable plastic bag because Baltimore County doesn't recycle plastic bags. You have to take them somewhere special. Oh, shit. Right. So... I try and take plastic bags as few and far between as possible. So I try and keep like four or five of those little, like, you know, the reusable ones yeah, just yeah, in yeah. my car and a woman just go, 
okay, I need to run to the grocery store. What am I getting? Okay. And I try and grab as many bags as seems necessary. Like it's a, a very small thing that I try and do where it's like, I don't need to unnecessarily do this. I've got, you know, wooden silverware in my, in my desk and stuff like that. So I try not to take plastic cutlery and what have you. Mm -hmm. If I, if I figure it it is a drop in an ocean, but fuck it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't they, you would think that crew would be super fucking recycle. And Yeah, yeah. No, or or at least have like their own branded bags at the at the front right, that you could purchase right. at or, the time, or charge people for plastic bags, discourage them from using them. They 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 do down here. It's like five cents. It's it's county by county. It's five cent a bag down in Moco. So Moco. right, and now this is the part that I don't understand. Right? Yeah. Carroll County, <laughs> fucking redneck ass Carroll County. Yeah. Has a ban on plastic bags. <sighs> And you could only get paper bags there. Why didn't they have paper bags? But I, I don't know, but like <laughs> you, I'm That's, confused about the branding and the messaging that you're sending forward by being an organic grocery store. I, I like I maybe am, this is a dumb yeah. thing. Maybe this is also a solo experience on my end because I have never shopped there before. I was only mm. in there to get one thing and have a very microcosm experience of seeing it. But I'm like, what the fuck? That's, that's fucked. We have, we have, a yeah, we have moms down here moms organic market. We we have, I have moms uh, over near here too. And I've never been in one of those either, but they, they have their own versions of like the plastic bag that you could get at the checkout. So like you can, if you didn't bring yours, you can buy one at the checkout. And I think right. they, they do paper, but they don't do pla- like they stop doing plastic when shit. That's fucked. Right. Yeah. So little confused. Anyway, I completely distracted you from what we were talking about. Um, so back to and this is where you were talking about being accountable for everything. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. band shit. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I go, go ahead. I like this idea. I think uh, we can be a little mercenary about it and like. Sometime, like by the time next summer rolls around, if we have like a set, we could try to make some extra scratch. <laughs> I, I think if you were going into a band to make money. Oh, not a lot. <laughs> I, any. <laughs> because what we don't have is a PA system or a sound person. Oh, or... I, I have access to all of these things. Like, uh, I, okay. Like, like I'm not concerned about gear. Like I, I have, I have ways to get gear. I have ways to acquire gear. Okay. Um, what I'm, I, I think the more important, like make money in the sense of like going to a gig and like maybe getting enough for food or like having the bar feed us or something like that. Or like, Go to you, want the, you want the experience. So this is where I'm yeah. going into this, assuming yeah. there is no money to be had. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Was, no, this was the downfall of our fun and art fight. Yeah, when yeah, we decided yeah. to try and turn it into a money-making business. Yeah. Jesus. I'm, I'm that, thinking, like, that, that's when things started to take a turn. I'm, I'm thinking money in terms of like, maybe they pay for gas or something like that. Or like, I don't know. Maybe we get to eat dinner. And then play or, or like, you know, when we when we shot uh, Keith's um, uh, birthday party thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We got right, paid yeah, we got free dinner. Yeah, right. that that's what I'm looking for. Like, okay. 
like a like a sidekick or like play a stupid brunch or something like that and we get to eat that's that's what i'm thinking right um but not this year i'm thinking like it might take us a while right but you've already acquired us other band members i have i have <laughs> yes i have and and you're incredibly good at running before you know how to crawl and depending on the instrument that you choose i can find other band members to fill in certain slots right right yeah <laughs> um but like i think i think it would be good if we wanted to to do this is to just kind of needle each other and like figure out how to how to go cuz like in high school you just say all right we're going to go over to Joey's bring your instrument we're going to crank out like a song. Right. And, and Bob's your uncle and shit. It's a little more difficult because like we're an hour and a half away from each other. It's closer to an hour, but still I get your point. Yeah. We're an hour f- away from each other. We, so like we would need a space where we could practice late ish. Potentially. And, you know, not disturb too many people. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not sure where that would be. Right. Um, there's, there's that problem. Yeah. There's, there's the consistency problem. There's the coordination problem. Like yeah, it's like D and D. There's a lot of it's things like that, setting up a D and D group. No, D and D is super zoom makes D and D fucking easy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, this is like a D and D group before zoom. Like you're trying uh, right. to figure out. Yeah. Place right. Yeah. Out. Every, everyone has to hang out. Yeah. Who's getting the sunny D like yeah. what's, what's going on. But like there's, there's stuff that, I am not worried about like I'm not worried about like gear. I'm not worried about charts because like once we late once we figure out the songs we need, I can work on the charts. That's easy. And the charts is just like A B A B chorus A B. Someone over there do something over there. <laughs> well, I mean, luckily if we're talking about just doing covers or something like that, this is going to be easy. Yeah, that's the, the, yeah. the song layout is going to be a lot easier to do and what have you. Yeah, I think at some point you need to figure out what instrument you would like to play. Right. And this, well, this is the trade-off is like, initially when we were talking about doing this, this was a like, Oh, a couple of guitars and we'll do some acoustic fun or what have you. So I was like, Oh, okay. I need to go restring my acoustic and I need to actually go have a little fun with it. Maybe I'll, I'll drag the 12 string out of, out of storage and like, I'll, I'll start retightening up the fingers and, and start getting into that. And that's what's going on. Now that you've added a new catalyst, now I'm like, okay, so what am I doing? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what do you, I, I have no idea. Cause this is the thing is like, I don't know where I, I, I think I need to figure out what other people are hoping to play because Yacht Rock is a whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. are we doing like more ballads? Is it more like up-tempo shit? Like what are yeah. we I'm I'm not worried about that because we can make arrangements for any of that. Well, no, I I am in the sense of what's going to make me excited because like I don't know if I'm gonna want to sing. I don't know if I can sing and play drums at the same time. Yeah. I mean, like, I have no clue. I've also never played on a real kit, so like, I have no idea how transferable that shit is. But that aside, like, because yeah. my my tinker kit here is not for fucking live playing. <laughs> like it, it's fine joking around and like if we were you know cutting silly small demos or something like that and i need to send a, a digital version or whatever it is that's yeah. cool but like that's a that's a practice set at best we we have access to drums we have access to a kit 
Uh, we have access to a PA system. So like the, the, the instrumentation we can handle. Um, if you do decide to play drums, that, that cuts out a lot of the pre-planning because we could start sooner practice-wise than later. And if we, need to, if we need to add people, we can add people. Right. Um, if you decide that you're more interested in playing guitar, then we can still we can still start getting practice together and we can figure out the drummer situation there there are some options on the drummer situation um that's the other thing that was leaning me toward drums when you say that i know exactly what you mean about that yeah and i'm trying to figure out a subtle way of of saying that for the rest of the audience um let's say the uh the quality of percussionists in our social circle leaves a bit to be desired as far as um, being near them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a, the, the dad band from the local neighborhood, there's a drummer there. I don't, I don't know him personally, Eh. Um, but, and then there's another pickup band. Like there are bands, apparently there is the, there is a, there is a, 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 a band network around me in the then, suburbs. Then, then my feeling is, why don't I start focusing more on drums and or percussion and we figure out what's going on. If it's going to be more of an acoustic thing or whatever it is, I can grab a couple things that would let us do that. Okay. And I can always pick up and play rhythm if we need to for something else. Yeah. I think, I think drums. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm good with, I'm good with chords. I can do simple percussion shit. I'm sure I can, I can practice with this sort of thing and, you know, we can work on instrumentation. If that's the case, that's fine. So I think we just need to lean that down and I just need to be basically pushed into a corner and go, this is the thing you're doing. And I go, okay, you're the drummer. Right, right. And I, <laughs> that's what I think I need. I, I think I need someone to just go, I need you to do this thing. Okay. Go, okay. Okay. Brandon. Yeah. I need you yeah. to be the, our power drummer. You're not just a drummer. It's not, it's not a, it's not just a drummer. You are the power drummer the power drummer i'm not growing this hair out for nothing yeah exactly that's that's your title power drummer power drummer i, I mean it makes sense jamie everything i do is power or something yeah power drummer power bottom like i'm here <laughs> for you well i i'm ex, i'm excited i'm excited um we have uh there's a there's a kit available to you if you want to come down and hit the sticks. Our, we <laughs> don't have a setup. We don't have a garage, but the neighbors have a garage. <laughs> We're not going to just steal oh, will, a neighbor's garage. We will steal a neighbor's garage, and they'll be like, "Whatever." Um, but because the because the girls the the girls were going to play. They they were starting a band. Oh so yeah, they, they were like, hell yeah, thing. Um, but yeah, so so we have access to a kit if you ever want to come down. I guess the next step now is to kind of assemble a set. And then Right. Uh, that that's what I'm saying is like I think I need two or three songs to really like focus on and practice and start feeling more confident about so this way I can start knocking them out because if you were like, "Hey, let's do an ACDC cover band." I'd be like, "I got you today." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Put yeah. me behind the kit uh, all day fucking every day. I'm good. Yeah. I can do backup vocals for it while I'm playing. I know <laughs> that shit fucking forward and backward. I'm good. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, I, so yeah, that 
I'm excited. Uh, I don't, I guess from here we, cause your, your playlist is like an hour and a half or like two hours. It's two yeah, hours. Well, I wanted to add some variety. Solid. Yeah. I, I, I figure if we're going to do yacht rock, I need to pull from the cat. And honestly, I could expand that to another hour and a half. <laughs> by, by adding quite a few of those bands to their cat, like adding their catalog to it. Nice. Like easy, easy do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think now uh, try, we could try to like whittle it down or you could pick songs that you want to learn the drums to. I, Cause that, I think that'll be a good way to go. Cause like I've, that's, I've, that, I, that's I, what I'm, I, yeah. I've been think, playing the, the bass player that we've picked up. She has her own band. Right. So like, I, I, she, I know she can pick up and put this down easy. I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not concerned about her so much in that sense. I would like her input on things that she's excited to play. Yeah. So that's where it would be like, I think we, we all need to pick like our top five favorite songs on that list and then okay. maybe see where this three part Venn diagram kind of comes together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe, maybe that needs to be the thing is like, we spend the next day or two really digging back through that list if we haven't already. And because I got lost in fucking podcast land and everything else. Like that. With, all fucking, with all the politics and all the wrestling drama going on. Oh, like, that's that's the other thing I need. you. Oh, to yeah, that's the oh, other thing shit. I wanted to touch on because I need <laughs> to explain things. Because <laughs> okay. I've only been getting bits and bobs. But oh, I, my God, I, I want right. to dig into this. Because- yeah. So so between between politics and wrestling drama, I am. I I have been going down a rabbit hole and I have not been listening to a lot of music, which is uh, (laughs) good and bad. It's, it's good because I'm super interested in it. It's really not great for my depression because I start to just like fucking, (gasps) yeah, the the everything of it. And then I start like talking at podcasts as if I'm in the same room and it's like, Jesus Christ. No, no, don't do that. Right now, like when when you hear some sort of like political analyst about something, you're like, oh, this is never going to happen. I was like, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like if we check in every week, even if it's on the podcast, it would be, it would be good to keep ourselves accountable. Yeah. It's like, um, I think I think it'll be a fun project. It'll be fun to gig out. It'll be fun. Like I don't know if you've ever gigged with your band. Did you ever gig with your band in high school? No, I got kicked out right before they started doing that. Fuck them. Yeah, I, I wrote a bunch of music for that. I never got paid for any of it. They cut an album. Luckily, it went nowhere because a <laughs> lot of them were a bunch of unmotivated shit. So yeah. I I I wasn't concerned about them suddenly breaking it big because <laughs> the only one now. Uh, I, the singer ended up breaking it pretty big. Um, he was the front man for a band. I don't know if they're still together called Rome, Rome apart that got pretty big nationally. Mm. Um, but he ended up joining, I think the army or something like that and Mm. had a family and what have you. And I think ended up kind of giving up on the music thing and deciding that, family and responsibility were what he really wanted to do, which like rock on either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lo- no, like the other dude uh, was in like a failed metal band down in Austin. The other guy, he played in like a big swing band around here or something like that, oh, but that went fucking nowhere. And yeah. then, uh, and then the other guy's Marty. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did, what did bass play? He played bass. He played, right. Yeah. Well, so, so here's the fun thing. So they had, uh, former Super Rock referee Mike George playing bass, 
And then they decided, I guess he wasn't cool enough or Marty decided he wanted to play an instrument. And suddenly they all made the decision that, oh, there's a practice space at Marty's. Marty wants to play music. Well, Mike's out and they literally (laughs) fire. Right. Right. Like more awkward part, if I'm not mistaken, the night that they did it, Mike drove Marty home back to his house. Then they kicked him out and then kicked him out of Marty's house. And then they started playing. Yo. Yo. Yeah. That's fucked up. Dude. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Right. (laughs) Right. But luckily, I had a feeling that when when I got 86 from the band, uh, (laughs) they weren't going to go anywhere. Uh, I, I. I'm not surprised that group lacked the motivation or focus to really kind of knock it out of the park. That's really funny. <laughs> That's so <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah, I even, even at a ripe old age of I think uh, seventeen, <laughs> I I could tell who had a motor and who didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I like I like the idea of starting out as a power trio. Yeah, I I, I oh, have speaking people of which, I can contact. I can I, I, I forgot to oh. show you this. Yeah, very sweet. Yeah, so I I signed up for uh, Melodics. Okay, as a like fun sort of uh, training tool or whatever it is, but that could end up um, breaking into having a small set of keys that we could use for maybe uh, we want to do some Hall and Oates jams or something like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm 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 sure the configuration will be malleable. Like Oh yeah, it's it's super malleable and it's got a beat pad and all sorts of shit like that with it. Yeah. And it has the ability to uh jump full like keyboard octaves. It breaks the full keyboard like the full 88 into thirds. So you yeah. can jump you can jockey back and forth. That's tough to do live. It's easy to do while you're recording, but it's Right, but what you can do is you can pre-program the um the beat pad notes. So you could have the bottom of the keys be the beat pads. So if you wanted to just do Ah, basic sort of things. So it would be good if we had like an organ or a synth where all you need is a strong bass note and then the comparable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this will be a fun project. Um, There there's, I'm not sure she's still in the area. There's, there's someone I, I, I used to work with was a wedding singer and nice. like she she had a great voice and nice like she would go gigging out every weekend and stuff i i wonder if she's still in the area i wonder if she would be interested i want to get like some practices in before i start approaching other people I, absolutely yeah i yeah i i'd also be lying if i said i wasn't interested in also singing so just yeah, yeah, to yeah. just to scratch that itch yeah similar uh, to you like yeah <laughs> Oh, I've I have a feeling that the like the vocals like I think we're going to be playing many different parts in this thing as we go. I'm sure. So. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's gonna it's gonna be good. Gonna yeah, be good. I I've already realized that I can hit the low notes on uh, Orleans. Still the one, so we can do the three part <laughs> harmony. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, even if it's just, even if we check in as we're recording our podcast every week. Right. That's fine by me. Um, and the viewers can come along with, uh, the, the viewers can be our accountability partners in this. Just ask us how the band is going or how the project <laughs> is going. We'll call us a project. Right. Right. 
Uh, Vince, do me a favor, keep us honest. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, if you book us in Canada, we will play a brunch. We will find a, we will find, yeah. We'll, you know what? Yeah. You can feel the dreams us. Yeah. That's we, the idea. We will play we, a brunch. We say poutine. we've got the list together. Yeah. And we will play a poutine party. Yeah. I, I will play, I will travel to Canada for, for street meat and poutine. Fuck I do not yeah. give a fuck. I am yeah. ready to go north of the border. I want to give it a try. Super booster is happening. I'm going to yep. get the super booster. I will get boosted every fucking year. I will have like Rob Liefeld bandolier of boosters and just like shove them in like Bane. I, I'm going to be excited when they have to attach another vaccination card to my vaccination card. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. We'll, we'll, we'll play a parking lot. We'll play the SPX parking lot. Like, <laughs> We'll play. Yeah. I, once we get this shit rolling, I think, I think it'll, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun, stupid project that we can just like, I don't know. We'll, we'll do stuff. We'll play stuff. We'll, <laughs> we'll play a free comic book day. What does comic books and Yacht rock have to do with anything? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Before you didn't have live music. Now you do have live music. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, da, 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 keep talking. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I will, um, I'll check in with, uh, our, our group chat that we have already set up. Thank God we all have iPhones because <laughs> multiple group chats and that is not always the case. And sometimes the messages get bumped. So it's like, you can always tell. And I, I hate to be that kind of person because it's so superficial, but sometimes communications get dropped in the group chat. If they're not all on the same network. Uh, agreed. 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 Um, all right, Brandon. Uh, I'm a messy bitch. Okay. I need to understand what is going on with the wrestling because we're, we're like, strictly talking about the AEW drama. Yes. Correct? We are talking about the AEW drama. Okay. Uh, there is some punk shit. There is some, the bucks shit. There is biting. There's spitting. There's like, feelings yeah. what what is going on i need i need the 411 okay because i like me some messy wrestling bullshit okay so i have yet to see the interview from whenever it happened or uh, however it happened but apparently hangman adam page former aew world champion went on some sort of of thing and cut a promo regarding CM Punk and brought up a one Scott Colton. Scott Colton, better known in the wrestling world as Colt Cabana. Okay. Now, for, okay. for those of us not in the whole thing or whatever it is, a decade ago, swear to God, this is a fucking decade old thing. Oh my um, God. Right. I thought they were boys. Uh, well, they used to be. So, <clears throat> A decade ago, CM Punk ended up leaving WWE. He ended up going on what then was Colt Cabana's The Art of Wrestling podcast, where CM Punk basically put WWE on blast and told his side of a very messy story about mistreatment and uh, you know working through injuries and just unsafe working conditions. It just kind of a pulled the curtain back on everything. But we never really get, at least in my eyes, never really get the, the other side of the story because it is one man 
on a podcast with one of his close buddies versus a corporate entity that is only going to say but so much. It mm-hmm. ended up getting legal. CM Punk and Cole Cabana ended up getting sued by WWE. Whoa. They went after them for slander and, and libel and all this other shit. So no. there were legal bills that ended up happening and CM Punk multiple time WWE champion had a fair bit of a nest egg going on. He's got cash. Yeah. Uh, Cole Cabana was an indie wrestler and an indie wrestler a decade ago did not make WWE money. There was no AEW. There was no other real big thing. Like ring of honor was around and he used to do a lot of ring of honor stuff. And he was very much a working pro wrestler. He rarely had a weekend off. And to my understanding, when he had a weekend off, it was his choice, not because he just couldn't find booking anywhere. Right. right. Um, so CM Punk supposedly agrees to pay Colt Cabana's legal fees through this whole thing. Basically like a, hey, I was a messy bitch. I caused this, but it was on your podcast. You shouldn't have to go poor because we're fighting a corporate juggernaut and I want to fight. So they go through that whole thing. It gets messy after a while. Cole Cabana supposedly, and I don't remember if he openly said this or he alluded to it, that CM Punk just suddenly stopped paying his uh, Colts bills. Um, it, there is a whole big thing. Um, but in turn, CM Punk and Cole Cabana at that point stopped talking. Mm. They settled everything legally um, between the two of them. Right. They settled everything with WWE and everything kind of settled its ass down. So we get to, uh, I think, a week or two ago. Um, and I guess, it, yeah, it probably would have been about two weeks ago. Adam Page apparently goes on and starts talking about Colt Cabana getting fired from AEW. Colt Cabana was part of the Dark Order, which is a faction that Adam Page is part of. Um, Near as I can tell, this is now we're blurring the lines in between work and shoot. Right. Because I guess Paige didn't clear this with Punk to talk about. May have been a little off the cuff. Nobody can tell whether or not it's really true. I don't even know if Cole Cabana actually works for AEW or if he's just on hiatus while they're getting Ring of Honor up and running. I, I don't understand what Cole Cabana's status is. But either way, it must have pissed off Punk a ton because CM Punk goes into their uh, AEW's most recent pay-per-view. He beats John Moxley, becomes a two-time AEW champion, is bloodied and beaten and tired. And for some reason, and this is something that I never really understood. This is a like dumb thing that they started doing in the last couple of years. They do these things called media scrums where they will basically do a press conference and treat pro wrestling like a real ass sport. Oh, like they do in the the Japanese ones where they have right. like the, the thing behind them. and they Right, like- right, right. And WWE started doing it on occasion and some of them were funny. Alicia Fox going fucking banana pants once was great. Uh, <laughs> we, having the random ones with the shield were fucking fun. But like it... it in a in WWE, it was one of those things where a phone moment was a rarity. A, a off-the-wall moment was almost not happening because they were so tightly scripted yeah, that the yeah. idea that these guys would end up kind of going off script 
was was kind of far fetched. Oh dear. AEW, on the other hand, a oh, little no. bit of a different animal. Oh, oh no. So CM Punk gets done, and he's sitting down next to Tony Khan, owner of AEW. Now, CM Punk is pissed. He's bloody. He's got a towel around his neck. He seems in no fucking mood. And we now have wrestling journalists around him. Now, when I say wrestling journalists, for those of you who may be rolling your eyes at this, these are the people who report on the backstage comings and goings of pro wrestlers. Injuries, storylines, real heat, uh, what's going on, you know, acquisitions, releases, what have so like you. The, the Meltzers. The, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your, your Meltzers, your song, your uh, Sean Ross saps, your, you know, like you, you've got a, a number, I'd say like four or five people who have really started working their way. So, actually, so they got, they're not like actors. They're actual press. They're like press. Actual fucking. They are wrestling press. Jesus Christ! That's, they are that's asking a good them. Idea. They are asking them real questions about oh, things, and they're asking oh, them oh. normally about you know psychology. MJF came back, and one of the questions to Punk was about uh, you know, or more importantly to Tony Khan was like, "What do you think the psychology is now having MJF come back?" As being this, you know, anti-establishment character and basically the catalyst of him of him coming back is that he demanded more money and it gives everyone the impression that he strong armed you into a contract you weren't prepared to give him. And like they're trying to report on wrestling storyline as if it's real thing, because unfortunately and unfortunately about wrestling, it is sometimes hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. CM Punk basically settles in and the first thing he does is he looks at somebody who apparently he knows used to do improv with Colt Cabana. And CM Punk right out of the gate looks at this dude and goes, what's your relationship with Scott Colton? Using Colt Cabana's real name and cornering this guy directly. And he's like, I don't have one. He's like, did you or did you not used to do improv with Scott Colton? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what's your relationship with him? He's like, we know each other, but we don't talk. We're not friends or anything. And he's like, okay, just making sure. I was under the impression you were you were friends. And if that's the case, fuck you. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I was like, well, we're going to get started right out of the gate, <laughs> <That's> huh? spicy. <laughs> right. So CM Punk proceeds to air all of the fucking dirty laundry from his perspective on the Cole Cabana shit talks about Cole Cabana's end of getting, uh, having all the bills paid, how Colt supposedly asked him, asked Punk to stop paying the bills because apparently Punk countersued Colt or something like that, or found out in discovery that Colt was sharing a bank account with his mother. So I think he was concerned about the repercussions of causing financial issues with mom. So now Punk is dragging Cole Cabana by regular street name and his mother into this fucking press conference, basically pissed off because Adam Page brought it up in the first place. And Punk, and I'm paraphrasing here, has to come up here and defend himself about something that had been a quote fucking decade ago. (laughs) Now. Essentially, where Punk starts to go off the rails even more than this is he is undermining Tony Khan because Tony's like, I should have I should have handled this. Yeah. And 
Punk literally was like, no, Tony, that's not your fucking job. And was like, whoa. Like Punk got fucking aggressive and Ooh, then proceeds boss. and then proceeds to start talking about the remaining members of the, the elite alongside Adam Page who need to keep their boy in check, who are also the executive vice presidents of AEW. We are talking about the Kenny Bucks. Omega and Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Yeah. To which Punk said, and I'm paraphrasing once again, they don't understand how to run the wrestling business. They can't even manage a fucking target. And calls them unprofessional and basically just puts them on fucking blast. Oh, my God. Right. So (laughs) on a live streaming thing with no editing in front of all the wrestling press, you cannot unring any of these bells. This is just happening. Yeah. Holy fuck. Right. So if if this is and one of the analysts that I saw was like, if you can't turn this into a real fucking story and have them wrestle over this and have a giant pay-per-view, no one involved deserves to be in wrestling (laughs) because none of you have the ability to squash your real world shit to turn this into something that would be one of the biggest money-making ventures oh my God, in all yeah. of wrestling fucking ever. Oh my God. We would, we would, we would buy that pay-per-view. Absolutely. We would buy, we would buy that pay-per-view. We would buy the now, popcorn. Now, apparently this scrum is over. Uh, the, the scrum video was like 30 minutes. I managed to make it 12 or 13 before I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I can't with this messy bitch. Yeah. And I turn it off. Now, wow. apparently after the scrum is over, um, CM Punk and his buddy Ace Steel, who they brought in as part of the promo to this, like basically talking Punk into the match in the first place. Ace is apparently uh, uh, more of a like, you're CM fucking Punk, you don't back yeah, down yeah. from challenges. Because basically, Punk lost the, the title to John Moxley in like three minutes and got bitched the fuck out on national TV. <laughs> so oh, I think Moxley. this is the whole idea of like, you lost your smile. And, you know, you got beat, you got caught. It happens. This is what we do, Master Wayne. What's the point of all those fucking push-ups? Yeah, yeah. And, like, get, get, you know, get, up, bitch. get the fuck back up. Get, up. get your messy ass in the ring. Go get your fucking title back. Yeah. So, to my understanding, I have not watched it. Punk and Moxley had a fucking barn burner. And it was great. And Punk came out victorious. So, the press scrum is over. They go back into their locker room. CM Punk is in his locker room. Ace's wife is apparently in there. And... Apparently has a broken leg. This will come up later. Um, and Ace is there, and I don't know who else is in the room. Apparently, the Young Bucks hear what happened. They watched it. They're mad. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Brandon Cutler, and a few other people apparently all stormed their way down into uh or down to CM Punk's dressing room, start banging on the door, insisting to have a conversation about this. CM Punk does not answer the call or tells him to fuck off. I'm unclear which. And one of them, I think Nick Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, according to the reporting that I read, kicks the fucking door down and they (laughs) proceed to start having a bit of a brawl. Um, So... Uh, apparently fucking, uh, I think Nick got punched in the face Matt was like trying to figure out what the fuck was going on and was kind of stepping back a little bit. Ace and Kenny Omega got into an argument. Ace apparently, I believe Ace is the one who spit on Kenny also pulled his hair, also bit him. 
Um, because and Ace was apparently upset because his wife had a broken leg. They're having a bit of a tussle. I think he's concerned for her safety, and he decides he's just going to start suddenly fighting dirty. Um, this all gets broken up. Brandon Cutler's involved. Uh, a couple other people are involved. You can't pull a Kenny's hair. It, uh, no, you can't pull Kenny's hair. Now, <laughs> this is this is a whole thing of like all of the guys get pulled apart and everything else like that. Now, what I have, what what my perspective is at this moment. CM Punk should have never been on a live mic that way. No post wrestling match scrums are a bad idea. Uh And you're asking for this sort of bullshit. Yeah. Um, CM Punk had no reason to put his messy shit out there other than to pick a fight. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's a dickhead and he thought he was untouchable. Yeah. He's yeah. He was looking for a fight. He was looking for a fight. The young bucks and Kenny Omega are executive vice presidents. They need to handle themselves in a demeanor that is above the rest of the locker room. You cannot just go stomping down there, getting ready to kick somebody's ass. Cooler heads need to prevail. And if you want to call this dude a motherfucker, fine, but you need to only call this dude a motherfucker and then go to Tony and then talk about what we are going to do with CM Punk. Yeah. Them going down there and putting hands on guys. Apparently, like the Chicago police are getting involved. There's a real Jesus. investigation going on. Yo, this is genuine dog. assault. Yo. So, like, there's there's shit going on. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> there's a ton of speculation now for resolution of something that I just read as we were getting started this conversation. Um, a, maybe like a few weeks ago, Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston got into it. In a similar sense of Sammy Guevara went out there, cut a promo, starts talking about Eddie, Eddie Kingston's kind of doughy physique. Oh. And apparently Eddie took this personally. Sammy walks in the back. Eddie basically tries to pie face him and they get into a whole big back and forth thing. <laughs> Good Lord. Right. So like all the guys think that just, you know, throwing hands is the right way to do it. Now, <laughs> because Eddie instigated violence, Eddie was suspended. Mm hmm. For like a few weeks, he served a suspension. He was off of TV. They changed the storyline. Um, Sammy publicly apologized and also personally apologized to Eddie. Apparently, they squashed the beef. Everything's A-OK. All right. That set a precedent, though. Oh, no. So as of 8, 10 p.m., Tony Khan went out onto AEW. Um, this is... Uh, written by Skylar Russell uh, at Fightful.com. Oh, and um, we're, we're recording this Wednesday evening. Wednesday so. evening, right. Yeah. So as of uh, 8, 10, uh, sorry, 8, 10 p.m. when this was written, um, following the turmoil of CM Punk in AEW World Championship, AEW has revealed what's next for the prestigious belts. By the way, once again, a reminder, CM Punk is their world champion. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are their inaugural trios champions. That means that they are a three-man tag team and literally just won the belts earlier that evening. Jesus Christ. So, (laughs) Tony Khan started off tonight's Dynamite broadcast and revealed that both, both the AEW World Championship and the AEW World Trios Championships have both been vacated. Yo. A tournament will take place over the next few weeks with new champions being crowned at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam on September 21st. Yo. Also, there have been reports that apparently Ace Steel 
and CM Punk are both done with AEW. Um, so I have no idea if CM Punk is going to quit or what's going on. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Quitting when things get difficult and having to take responsibility for your actions is just something that CM Punk does. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not the biggest CM Punk fan. Like that dude, that dude went on TV and made the open statement. You can't fix wrestling from your couch. And then like four months later, quit the business. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in hearing that guy's hot take on everything. Yeah. Um, so interesting because that means that the, the, the inaugural trios champions never got a chance to defend their belts. Yeah. They were champions for one evening, <laughs> basically. Cause yeah. I imagine once you put hands on the other guy, your title reign is kind of over. Yeah. No so, sweat on them belts. They're all right, pristine, right. shiny, no they, fingerprints. They, they took photos. They released photos of them yeah. winning the belts. And then... Nope. Back back in the closet. Put nope. them back in the case. Yep. Back in the case. That's four belts. Four so, belts. Four belts four are now belts. vacated. Done. <laughs> Just donezo. Just hanging in the wind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, let me see uh, if I can find the... Uh, yada, 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 situation, yada, 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 trying to see who got suspended. Now, when, when I, while you're looking for that, when I first heard about this shit, half of me was thinking, this has got to be a work. Cause like wrestlers are carny, like the business is full of carnies. You can never trust like, but maybe it's because I'm so used to like the Vince McMahon era of stuff where like people are just. Trying the 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 fake shit and the real shit kind of blend into each other. This right. sounds like some messy real shit. It sounds like AEW uh, is just they're they're not fake with any of this stuff. They're just letting it. <laughs> they're showing their whole asshole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So suspensions. Uh, this is as of uh, September seventh on one hundred five p.m. Uh, from Ross Berman at WrestlingInc.com. Um, apparently citing that uh, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, as well as Michael Nakazawa, who is one of the guys who is hanging out with the Young Bucks and everything else like that. He's kind of a backstage guy, what have you. Um, and uh, Christopher Daniels, who is also the talent relations coordinator for AEW, oh. um, uh, apparently were all suspended. Also, Pat Buck, who I believe is one of the trainers Jesus. for AEW also was suspended. How how long are those suspensions? They usually? don't they they haven't said. Jesus Christ. Right. The so, fucking trainer got suspended. See, that's how you know it's it's not fake. Yeah. Because like me, random people who never get involved in any of this shit, who you never hear about, are getting suspended. <laughs> God. Yeah. Man. So he's apparently a promoter for AEW. Good lord! Um, They're yeah, su so they suspended a promoter. <laughs> they they suspended a promoter. Yeah. So like I the the one that gives a lot of credibility as far as I'm concerned is Christopher Daniels because Christopher Daniels went from being a in ring performer to a semi in ring performer, and now he's more of a talent relations guy where he handles a lot of the like you know onboarding and yeah talent issues and what have you the idea yeah. that he got into the physical altercation oh. to the point where tony khan decided to suspend the guy 
who's supposed to be your guy to go to. Yeah. That's a fucking real deal, man. That's, like that's that's not what you want. <laughs> Good Jesus. <laughs> uh yo. <laughs> yeah. So yo. yo. I yo. I'm curious what's going to happen. There were some rumors early on in this whole thing that one of the executive vice presidents would have been again Kenny Omega or one of the young bucks. We're talking about leaving AEW. That apparently has been debunked. Um but I mean, the other thing to remember is that the elite who are the EVPs also have a rather popular YouTube show with millions of viewers. They aired their episode, which they usually put on Mondays right after a pay-per-view or whatever is, and never referenced any of this. <laughs> like I watched it. It was a 45 minute episode <laughs> and they never mentioned it once in any wow. of this. It's like they, they cut the editing right up into where it's, it's, it actually like happened. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious where all of this is going to shake out. I'm curious if the bucks are going to say something publicly because to my understanding, AEW has no ownership rights to any of that YouTube content at all. Good. So Good. in theory, smart. Yeah. in theory, if the Young Bucks wanted to go into business for themselves and motherfuck uh, CM Punk, they could and edit it any way they please. Is, so is, is, I'm assuming Punk is also suspended, but is he gone, gone? I don't, there's, there has not been any official release as far as I've seen about a steel or CM Punk being removed from the company. Mm. So all they're talking about is the titles being vacated, which gives people the impression that punks at minimum been suspended. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But. Oh my God. And, oh my God. Mind you, by the way, during the press conference, this is something I didn't even get into. He started talking about, how, you know, like he, he was talking about uh, somebody asked him a question about MJF and Punk's basically like he's a prick and then looks at Tony. He's like, I don't know why you have me working with these fucking irresponsible children. Oh, and Tony just sat there and took it. Uh, uh, Tony's Tony tried to blow it off. And Tony's like, hey, you know, MJF is, is one of the top wrestlers in the world. CM Punk is the AW champion. So he's the top champion in the world. Like, Tried to kind of do the like, look, man, you're going to take on the biggest names in wrestling. And that's just how this is going to fucking be. Yeah. But also didn't give him a hard time about basically calling everybody a little bitch. Yeah. So Punk's mouth is cashing checks that his body can't. Fight. Well, this is Writing the thing. Is his Punk, body can't Punk's, Punk's mouth is causing him to not be able to cash checks. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> even worse than cashing checks. checks you can't actually cash. Yeah, it's can't. taking away checks. <laughs> Punk's mouth is canceling all the checks. Is canceling checks. <laughs> he's, a, he's canceling debt. Right. Canceling yeah, like, for, debt. for all I know, this could be, because I don't know if Punk's going to want to go out and do multiple independent dates and everything else like that. Who's going to want to work with the, him? Huh? Who's going to want to work with him? A fucking ton of people. Yeah. He's still CM Punk. He yeah, still has but- a rabid fan base and a large amount of them are going to... Dude, in this country, <laughs> in this economy, you're telling that's me true. that there aren't people who are going to look at what CM Punk said 
and and listen to his own words and hear all of that and go, yup, fuck the <laughs> Young Bucks, fuck Kenny Omega, fuck AEW, fuck this, fuck that. CM Punk's the greatest in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just, I just like on the on the wrestler side though, like I w- I wouldn't want to work like working with him is one thing, but then like the afterwards, like I wouldn't trust him. Just you don't trust him. What yeah. you do is you try and have the best match you possibly can with him. So this way you get the rub of working with CM Punk. And if you've got a promoter who's willing to pay what I imagine is going to be CM Punk's exorbitant uh, appearance fee. Yeah. And you, they put you in a match with them because they trust you well enough. Yeah. Everyone kind of wins. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, because reality is Punk might be able to go to New Japan. Punk might be able to go to PWG. Punk's not going to go to fucking Impact. No. No, I don't Like, it would have to be an an independent, you know, holier-than-thou, you know, CZW kind of, kind of, like... He could do NEW. (laughs) He might. He might. Oh, my God. (laughs) Put Keith in with him. But the reality is, is you want to fill that baseball stadium and you want to have it sell out fast? Put CM Punk in the main event. Yeah. Shit. Punk and Keith would be a great match. Absolutely. God. <laughs> but how do you have, given Keith's current uh, uh, gimmick right now, I don't know how you have Youngblood rolling into heel territory, take on the biggest dickhead in the wrestling. Dick, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, you want him to do a face turn. That's the fucking one. That would be amazing. That's the fucking one. You want to talk about strapping a fucking... Fuck strapping a jetpack to his ass. You are shoving a fucking NASA level rocket up his ass and <laughs> sending him, woo, baby, to the moon. Oh, that like, would be so absolutely. Good. You think, because this is the thing anybody who works with CM Punk, if he went independent, WWE at a minimum is going to want to snap them up. And God forbid if they happen to actually have a good showing or win against CM Punk. You yeah. think that WWE isn't going to snap that person up for NXT? Yeah. And the first thing they're going to say is, I beat the best in the world before I walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I want to see it now. Because <laughs> all they have to do is get the rights to the Northeast Wrestling footage and get that pin and have them literally look into the camera Go like this and go, it's clobbering time. And <laughs> fucking walk off and cash in on fucking punk shit. Bing, bing, and bing, punk bing, would bing, be bing, pissed. Bing, bing. And all of punk's fans would tell that dude to go fuck himself. Oh, it'd and be great. Uh, great. It'd be fucking amazing. Great. And that person would go from obscurity to top of NXT card, if not scratching their way into. Smackdown or Raw territory. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be great. Fucking fantastic. I beat the man who beat you and look at it and go, Edge. I beat the man who beat you, Rey Mysterio. I beat the man who beat you, Miz. Like, and just go down the fucking roster right now 
and be able to name I quite beat the a man few na- to be the man. Right, right. Like <laughs> oh, it books itself. It books itself. It books itself. Like <laughs> it, it takes a lot of stones and also a lot of acknowledgement of someone who you don't have rights to. But frankly, if Triple H wants to motherfuck CM Punk a little bit, and I don't know what his relationship is with Punk actually. Yeah. I'm guessing it is um, respectful at best if I had to take a shot in the dark. They probably shake hands when they meet each other, but they don't go out for that. Nobody's having it. Yeah, if, 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 uh, you know... If Trips is in fucking Chicago, he's not exactly going to get a fucking beef with Punk. Yeah. Like that's that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So I could very much see him go. You know what? Fuck it. Because the only thing it's going to do, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to be a great money draw for WWE and have that dude get nuclear heat for oh, yeah. every CM Punk fan. Oh yeah. Or or. It's going to draw Punk back to WWE to defend his honor against this guy. Yep. Yeah. It's a win-win all around. Everyone's making money. Right. Because it's you're essentially just, you're goading the champ into coming out of retirement. This is, this is like Rocky Five. Yeah, like this and, is. Yeah. And then AEW gets to say, fuck that guy anyway. And we have like real heat between the brands. Right. And it's. WWE versus WCW again, and I love that shit. Yeah, I I would really love if we got away from the comparisons <laughs> of AEW and WCW. A lot of people were doing a lot of that shit. Oh, were they? <laughs> yeah, and I, I find it interesting that um, Chris Jericho, who was in WCW, is now the elder statesman of the AEW locker room. <laughs> also, apparently, and this is my favorite part, John Moxley. Possibly greatest man in wrestling managed to avoid all of this. <laughs> a dude who has done barbed wire exploding table death matches <laughs> managed to not get involved in any of this messy bitch business. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally loses the CM Punk, goes in the back, cracks a seltzer, says hi to his wife. Has all the shenanigans happen? It's like that sounds like some pretty fucking sketchy, messy shit. Y'all have fun with that, and just <laughs> walks away. It's like what the fuck? Oh, oh my god, that's amazing. Yes, so <laughs> that's amazing. I I apologize if anyone is a better wrestling fan than I am and understood a bit more. I got any context wrong. Yeah. Once again, I I should clarify, or not once again, I should clarify that. Uh, my depiction of the story and what happened is both an account from uh, what culture wrestling videos over the last few days and the articles that you, that I just read in front of you citing sources as I read them in real time. So this way we were all on the very same page. If I got anything wrong, I do apologize, but I think I got the core of mostly everything. Thank you. Just so fucking much. A a lot of people take wrestling very, very seriously. And when somebody gets something wrong, they like to really point it out. If that, happens please feel free to do it jamie if you see anything that you think i need to address the next time we have the podcast just to clarify i will be happy to do so yeah yeah, once again i have no heat on trying to give anyone a hard time i'm not the biggest fan of the way cm punk handled himself in this thing i think it's just bad for business all in all 
Um, I think I, I'm, the, and I'm yeah. super disappointed though in the Bucks and Kenny Omega for going to that level. Like that surprises me. You gotta be smart. These are still guys who get paid to beat on each other. That's true. Like your That's job, true. Jamie, is to pretend beat up other dudes. Yeah. Conflict resolution <laughs> is not exactly your strong suit. The the thing that fucks me up is that that after press scrum that's such a shit idea i don't understand that is so why we are doing that yeah like well i i wonder if this is a like because tony khan's family owns the jacksonville jaguars and if i'm not mistaken two soccer teams like the idea of treating aew in a lot of ways like a professional sports team makes sense and it feels natural and giving this might be why we do it. We, because I get paid by AW, by the way. I'm a total <laughs> sure. Yeah, shill. we're shills. We're um, AW. Right. Yeah. The, the checks in the mail. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking shill cast. <laughs> Having that press in the room gives them unprecedented access, which may cause them to be more favorable uh, to AEW's foibles. Uh-huh. So when they end up having. Like they had with the Eddie Kingston, John Moxley exploding thing where it was a bunch of sparklers and a real fucking wet fart of an ending where it's supposed to be the rings exploding and oh my God. And it ends up being just kind of some weak ass pyro. Yeah. Um, there's probably a decent chance that there's going to be a little bit of a like, well, that was a disappointing ending and the pyro really should have gone off and that does nobody a positive service and they're going to have to really dig out of this hole. All right, moving on. Yeah, yeah, in- yeah. Instead of what could be the... What is the most embarrassing AEW championship match possibly ever in perpetuity? If they manage <laughs> to go lower than this bar, they should probably just close the doors altogether. Like, yeah, you can write that two very different ways, and both are fucking true. That's like, true. And, so I can understand the idea of like give these guys like Meltzer access mm-hmm. because on the whole. It helps. Yeah. Provided that your wrestlers aren't the messiest fucking bitches on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Provided they just don't explode. Like (laughs) hold down their pants and show their whole ass to the entire universe. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, and and like, I expect candid shit from CM Punk because he's jokingly talked about in interviews and everything else like that. We're like, when he was toward the tail end of his run in WWE and he was feeling like crap, he took, I think like a last ride power bomb from the undertaker and shit his pants. And like, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a thing of like, a, a, like him looking back at the camera and going, I shit my britches and like, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. And that feels like a very CM Punk thing to do and say, and the idea of like showing that bit of openness yeah. and, you know, like, I felt like shit and I actually shit my pants. That's how, you know, that's how bad I was feeling. God damn. And like, and then all the other wrestlers coming out of the woodwork going, yeah, if you're going to wrestle the undertaker, you need to take a shit before you go out there. That power <laughs> bomb will have you shit your pants. Boom. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. And like, which is a really funny anecdotal sort of thing. But like the idea of sharing a little too much feels like a CM Punk thing to do. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that to an extent. But like when we're motherfucking dudes over legal shit publicly and then we're picking the same fight. Oh, that was the other thing is literally punks going out there talking about 
how, you know, the EVPs can't run a fucking target and yada, yada, yada. And, yeah. you know, uh, hangman Adam Page is an unprofessional fuck and he needs to learn how to how to speak and yada, yada, yada. Page is literally doing the same thing the punk did a decade earlier. And then punk's pissed off at MJF for being unprofessional and cutting that big fucking promo that he did about wanting more money and everything else like that. And that promo was in a very similar cadence to CM Punk's very popular pipe bomb promo. Like, yeah, come on, man. So is, is Punk mad that other people are doing what he did, which means it's not as special as we all thought, (laughs) or is he just so, uh, so far removed from reality that the idea of like it, has punk has punk gone like mentally Republican? Where like it's <laughs> we're like butter emails and you can't do top secret documents and you yeah. deserve to go to prison if you take top secret documents. Yeah. I, no, think- I mean, I wasn't talking about me taking top secret documents. <laughs> I cleared all that shit. You're fine. Like, whoa, bruh. No, no. Time. Yeah. Flag yeah. on the play. Not how this works. Pick a lane. It like sounds, it sounds like he was just just looking for something. He was like looking, looking for something for real to draw real heat. Yeah. And I think he thought he was going to get away with it. And he didn't. Yeah. And I don't know if. Now, there is a super outside chance that all of this is a work. It's a fantastic and, work. And talking- that was that was essentially like. What I what I had heard Dave Meltzer say is if this is a work, this is the most elaborate work in wrestling history. <laughs> and Tony Khan is yeah. a booking mastermind. It's a genius. <laughs> because if that's the case, and we pretend like a bunch of dudes got suspended, or we actually suspended them to show everything, if we fire punk just to bring him back, if we cause all this messy bitch shit and everything else like that publicly to captivate an audience. Yeah. And then they end up turning this into a big thing. Nothing is sacred. And I don't know how we move on from it. Cause like, if, imagine if this is a work, how do you watch AEW after this? Yeah. <laughs> and trust anything. <laughs> it, it will keep you on Any, the edge of anything, your seat always. Any, always. Like, unless someone's actually factually dead, like <laughs> CNN reports, RIP Sting. God. I don't know if Stinger's dead. He could just be in the fucking Raptors, <laughs> man. Raptors I, I just, I don't, I don't oh. know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. And you, and you would watch it. I, <laughs> Because I don't know. Hook, line, and fucking sinker. Uh-huh. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got me, baby. They, like, I, they would win all of the Emmys. Yeah, <laughs> like, all, all of the Emmys. Who cares about Emmys? They're cashing fucking Ted Turner checks yeah. all day long. Oh you want to improve fucking Rampage's time slot from 10 p.m. on Friday to pick wherever the fuck you want to be during the week? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. If you manage to swerve everybody <laughs> into this and the young oh. bucks and Kenny Omega come back and go, I don't care about the trios titles. What I want is a piece of CM Punk and anyone who has the audacity to side with CM Punk. So if you're going to side with him, drag your silly ass out here. So I know we can put a bounty on each one of your heads. And 
I still won't know <laughs> until one of them does a Hurricane Rana if this is legitimate or not. But can you imagine how amazing that would be? Because if somebody actually <laughs> signs a waiver and takes a fucking punch and we get some real shit, oh boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. The only way yeah. I believe this is real is if CM Punk is fired and doesn't come back for some time and we don't get to see the Bucks for another month. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Like, that's the only way. And even then, I don't still know. don't know. I don't know. They could have needed that month just to I, chill out I, and Just to recover. And, like, and, right, but like Kenny Omega just came back. <laughs> he just came back. He had nine months of recovery. Guy wrestled with vertigo for three fucking years, Jamie. <laughs> the Jericho matches, the Hall of Bane match, <laughs> the one where he and fucking, sorry, not three years, four years, New Japan, the fucking barn burners. Yes. Kenny Omega had vertigo during that. Oh my God. That but- dude is, <laughs> are you telling me that dude is going to go out? Get his shoulders, knees, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. My uh, my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack repaired. <laughs> Come back after nine months of rehab. Wrestle like four times. Win the belts. Vacate the belts. Sit at home for another fucking month just to let CM Punk get heat and get over. Oh, Fuck out of here. I. Fuck out of here. Now, see, now, I, now I want it to be a work. Now Fuck I want it to be out a work. Here. Now the I want only, it to be a work. The only thing that lends credibility to this is because literally the EVPs were the fucking trios champions. And why are you going to further the flame that all these guys are going to do is put themselves over by having them win the belts and then vacate them? Like, it's the only kernel of, of that gives me pause of like, is this a work? Yeah. Because it seemed odd yeah. that you wouldn't. And like, I, I've heard the argument of like, you want the first trios champions to be really well established, really homegrown names that are recognizable across the wrestling industry, yada, yada, yada. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, but uh, who's a casual wrestling fan who gets fucking hyped about trios championships? Like, yep. trios championships are for sweaty wrestling nerds and lucha fans. Yes, lucha. <laughs> but that's where that shit comes from. And that's why yeah. it's so fucking good. But oh like, that's otherwise, ain't nobody. Look, <sighs> Harley Race wasn't a trios champion. <laughs> to my understanding, even though Andre the Giant used to wrestle in a trios team, to my understanding, the Japanese federation that he was with didn't have a trios champion. So it was just a six man tag. Yeah. And a very poorly hid Andre, the giant. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. WWE doesn't have a trios champion. No, they don't. Cause it would just be the new day. Right. And supposedly they were, well, Biggie's out. Um, oh, it's okay. He's on the mend. He's, he's, he's doing a lot better, but yeah. they supposedly waited to crown and debut these trios championships until Kenny was ready to come back. Like that was the storyline. They had these in the chamber for months. The belts existed for I, months. I, I really want this to be a work now. And that's God the problem. It. Is it's it's so much like 
we so built messy. this all up exactly yeah. for this one thing <clears throat> just to have it ripped away by so that messy. nasty little bitch CM Punk. It's so messy. I it's got so messy. I let my I was supposed to be a locker room leader and I let my emotions get the best of me and I paid the price for it. Nine months of rehab to have gold around my waist again just to have it ripped away. And now like, we're coming back for it's it. It's so fucking close to we're being at work. And we're it's, coming back. We're getting punk. We're getting the belt. We're getting oh all of the belts. God, we're yes. taking all of AEW belts. Like, all of the belts. <laughs> Well, that was Kenny Omega's era. That was Kenny Omega's whole thing before he went away for all the shit was he was the belt collector. Yeah. He was the impact champion. He was a fucking like he had multiple belts. We're taking all of the belts back and we're burying punk. We're coming back. We're burying punk. We're getting our triples back. We're getting our our back. We're getting the whatever, but we're getting all of the belts. We're getting the women's title. We don't care. We're getting all like I. I, I want I, <laughs> now I really want it to be you can like, you can see where the QAnon part of my brain goes no so good it's so good but what about the deep state and you're like god damn it no 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 yeah I mean yeah yeah right right yeah. except this is all written by an eccentric billionaire <laughs> yeah exactly and by eccentric I mean He stuffed a ton of fucking money into a wrestling company and built it from the ground up. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that's, that's the equivalency of doing something dumb with your money. See, and having it pay off. Like, is he crazy or is he a crazy, like a billionaire Fox? Like there's a, (laughs) this would be screw job level of legendary. It would be screw job level. This is the, this, would this is so far down. beyond motherfucking Bret Hart. Like yeah. it just who cares about the idea of the whitest Forrest Whitaker motherfucking <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs> but like this fucking this human be, chameleon Shawn Michaels. This would be so eyeballing Bret Hart in one yeah. eye and Vince McMahon in the other one. <laughs> All right, yeah. Is now the time to screw him, boss? This this would be so legendary that people outside of wrestling would would know about it. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's the level. That's, yeah, that's the level. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> shit! Right, shit. I, and like initially, there's that one part of my brain that goes, "This is fucking real. This is too messy not to be real. It's bullshit." It's like. And and with my head just going, it's too many people. It's too, too many, many people. people. It's it's moon landing. There's too many people. There's too many. It's too many people. And then I'm like, but it's wrestling business. <laughs> but it's a wrestling business. Yeah. What what do we call this? Like messy bitch watch? <laughs> <laughs> messy punk bitch watch. I yeah yeah I. <laughs> By the way, also, I've never seen a man put messy ass laundry out at a press conference while destroying two chocolate pastries <laughs> like and, and giving a plug to the bakery that he was eating them from. <laughs> like he killed a brownie and then a chocolate muffin while like while he's calling everyone else unprofessional little bitches. He's actively <laughs> eating a brownie. Like, literally, 
literally ripping off Pete, like taking a bite and just being like, no, I mean, fuck CM, or, or fuck MJF. He's a messy little bitch. Breaks off another piece. Also, I really don't want to work with these fucking children anymore, but Tony forces me, takes another bite. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is even happening right now? Like, you don't even do... <laughs> he CM Punk's bad at being cool. Like he can't even just stand there and fucking just say it. <laughs> He's just so nonchalant about. They're like, who kills a seltzer and a chocolate muffin while ruining his wrestling career? CM Punk does. Like, right? You can't clang together seltzer waters. Even if this is real, there has to be a part of Tony Khan's mind in the back of his head that's saying like. Uh, I'll Can send I you in this bitch. I'll send you the fucking video that I saw of the press conference. Watching Tony Khan's face during this is fucking amazing. Like <laughs> you should watch the first 10 minutes watching CM Punk. And then, and by the way, and try not to notice Tony behind him because you will not be able to do it. And then spin that shit back, like full on Spinderella, do it one more time. And then hit fucking Tony Khan and don't break eye contact because that dude nervously trying to sit through this thing and figure out what the fuck he's going to do <laughs> while it comes off the rails is amazing. It is the equivalency of like dad hit mom at the middle of Thanksgiving and your grandmother doesn't know what to do because she's afraid she might be next. Oh, like Jesus it is, Christ. it is nervous energy right now. <laughs> I think Tony drank from a cup that was empty. No less than nine times. Oh my like, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it might be real then. I, that's it might be that's real. the other right yeah, yeah like this it might be real if the like, boss wasn't there and you couldn't see his reaction it might be real right 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 yeah yeah damn it right i know like but he if he if he was right i he could spin this shit he could spin this shit and make so much fucking and money. that and that's again that's that was the take that that i took away i think it was michael sidgwick from what culture wrestling talked about that where he was like if you can't turn this into a legitimate storyline that becomes one of the largest money-making ventures in wrestling oh, history. So much money. Tony Khan, the Young Bucks, CM Punk especially, they don't belong in the wrestling business because they're willing to leave money on the table over petty feuds. Yeah, I, this would be... There's so much money to be made with turning this into a feud. Galactic. Why would you do it? Why Galactic. can't you get over your own shit? Yeah. You, be, you would bury WWE. I don't know what the numbers are comparison, but you would bury them. You, you would make the biggest impact in wrestling in probably a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or at the very least, since AEW got formed, or more importantly, the All Out show that happened, or... Uh, or sorry, all in or whatever it was. The one that that Cody and the Bucks put on in Chicago before AEW got brought together, where they were, you know, they sold out a 10,000 seat theater. It, it's world changing yeah. what they would do there. Yeah. I Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus. Cause because and especially now, because now all eyes are on AEW. All eyes are on AEW. People are going to give a shit about well, this because they, they have, yeah. well, for the moment, all eyes are on AEW because WWE has such positive press right now with everything that Triple H has been doing over the last month. <laughs> 
this might be a last ditch effort to be like, hey, 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 look at me. Look at me over here, right here, right here. Messiest bitch on the planet. Messi, messiest, messiest bitch on the planet. So, yep. Anyway, so that's, thank you, Brandon. That's been Wrestling Corner. Um, Up next, Kiss Corner. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm Paul Stanley, and let's talk about the weather. Ace Frehley or Vinnie Vincent? Who's the better? (laughs) How are you? How is that even a question? (laughs) Oh, real quick. You need, you especially, need to go back and watch the fucking tribute concert to Taylor Hawkins because at one point, Wolfgang Van Halen goes out and plays fucking um, Van Halen songs. I heard about Dave Grohl and the rest of the fucking Chevy Metal. And I had no idea. Wolfgang Van Halen is a multi-instrumental fucking virtuoso and shreds as good as his dad ever did while being a thick boy. Yeah. While being that. a thick fat cat cat BOI, which <laughs> is 10 times more impressive, I think. Cause it's like, God damn, that guy can play. Yeah. I heard about that. I should, I should look that up. Fucking amazing. That's awesome. And if that doesn't get you excited to play something, I don't know, man. I don't know what will also watching Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age do a, uh, a David Bowie cover uh, of uh, I think it's Dancing in the Street with Bowie's actual band nice. because apparently Taylor Hawkins sat in and did a bunch of uh, shows with them as the drummer, which I had no idea Taylor played on stage with Bowie. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, that's I miss awesome. that guy. Anyway, like, yeah. So uh, it turns out Josh Homme does a really killer Bowie impersonation and it's super fucking good. That whole concert is great to to watch. And I'm curious what the second one's going to be like. They did the one in London. This next one is going to be in LA nice. and it's going to be super good. And That's it'll dope. probably stream on uh, YouTube again. MTV did the stream for it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you should be able to watch it. I don't know if they took it down. If you have Paramount Plus, I'm pretty sure it's available there, but I'm sure I can find a clip or something like that. Yeah, it, that's but. dope. All right, Brandon. Uh, yep. When you're not hitting the sticks, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at that. God, Chalmers, Jamie, goddamn Noguchi. <laughs> what? Look, ma'am. Look, unlike my 18 wheeler <laughs> and my love of that weird fucking restaurant with the terrible fucking skeddies, <laughs> you know, when your grandmother relaxed. God, that place. Fucking trails. Oh, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Girds my loins. Jamie, <laughs> other than in. And around your office space and on the uh, the counter, literally just sitting there <laughs> like a goddamn gargoyle at, at, at trails, just just eating fucking God bad food. Bad where day. where can the fine people of the interwebs find you? Uh, you can find me wherever podcasts are sold. Goddamn uh, right. Spotify, uh, Apple, whatever. I have a single coming out. It's out. It's out. It's sushi absolute bow sushi, sushi bow time. Hear me. Look, people, look. <laughs> hear the sound of my voice and trust that if there's one thing that this accent understands, it's a quality anthem about the excesses of sushi. Look, what you need to do 
is hop on your interweb machine. If you have a cellular telephone like myself, you should be able to find it. Just type into your Google machine, Jamie Noguchi, Sushi Boat Time. That's right. And you'll be able to listen to the hot jam of the summer just in time for fall. You absolutely can enjoy the sounds of the summer today. And you should because it's a goddamn jam. Jamie Noguchi, what time is it? It's sushi boat time. Yeah, goddamn right it is. <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Brandon Chalmers. That's been Jamie Noguchi. And this is the fucking Do It Cast, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcast Network. All right. Sorry, boss. I hit it on the beginning this time. You're welcome. <laughs> Good talk. Got mad at me for being an hour in last time. That was my bad. I'm sorry about that. 